So we're going to go in a little different direction tonight, and I just want you to stick with me, because it does come back around to prayer, um, but it's just, we're just taking a different route tonight. <laughs> um, so if you would turn with me in your Bibles to First Peter. Yeah, I have your Bible. Sorry. You want mine? stole my husband's Bible. All right. First Peter five is where we're going. And it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. That's the amplified, I think. And then in Josh's Bible, <laughs> which is the New American Standard, it says, the best Bible, he says, It says, um, let me find it, so sorry, six and seven. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So what I want to talk to you guys tonight about is about casting your care, which is like really important with prayer. Because, um, well, like we've talked about in weeks past, you know, um, fear isn't faith. Frustration isn't faith. <laughs> and it's so easy for us as people living in this world to be uh, very weighted down by the care of the world and by the care of our families and by the care of whatever it is that we find ourselves occupying our brain. Um, God cares about you. That's what the scripture says. It says, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worry, all of your concern, once and for all on him. Because he cares for you. I, in my flesh, Thank you, Lord. I walk by the Spirit, not in my flesh. But when I'm in my flesh, I can be a very uh, worrisome person, <laughs> okay? I think a lot, which isn't always good. And, you know, if I allow myself to be weighted down by whatever it is that I'm caring for, um, I'm not doing what the Word tells me to do. I'm not trusting God. I'm not relying on his faithfulness, you know, relying on the fact that I know that my God is a promise keeper. I know that my God is victorious, and through him, I am victorious. But a lot of times, I can find myself in a place where, like, oh, I'm just, like, carrying it myself, you know, my life, my family, everything. And 
that isn't God's will for our lives. That isn't what he has for us. To be a good wife, to be a good mother, to be a good person, I don't have to carry the cares of that. I don't have to. And that's something that this world speaks opposite of to us than the word. You know, the word tells us to cast my care on the Father because he cares for me, which really translates to he's going to take care of it, right? If I cast my care, then I place it into the hands of the person who really can take care of it. Amen? But if I hold it inside of myself, that care, right? Well, I'm just taking care of them. Well, I just love them so much that I worry. Well, I just, but I can't do anything about it in myself. In and of myself, I can do nothing. But if I cast my care on the Father, then he'll take care of it for me. That's what the scripture tells me. Let's read it one more time. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Why is casting my care, praying the prayer of casting my care, important in my life? Um, Every effective prayer must be based on my faith in the word of God, right? So if I pray about something, and I found myself doing this often in my past, you know, I I could, like, I'm praying to the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, like, you know, please take care of them. Like, Lord, you know, for instance, okay, I'll give you an example. So my children were sick, which happens sometimes, right? And... Like, as a mother, right, I immediately go worst-case scenario. Like, I'm like, my kid is dying, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, that's how I feel on the inside. And, but when I pray in faith, I can't be weighted down by the care of my child. A couple, uh, like last week, Josh was in Canada, and I was at Target with my children. And I was just walking through whatever. I got them shoes. And really, I was just there to kill time because I was home alone. <laughs> and so I was um, there. And Josie decided that she wanted to lay on the bottom of the cart. Okay, And you know, like at Target, they're plastic. So I was like, oh, it'll be fine. Right? I mean, there's like only little teeny holes. Like nothing bad is going to happen. Right? That's what I'm thinking. So I let her lay on the bottom of the cart. Horrible choice. Don't do it. (laughs) But um, we're, like, driving down or whatever, and, like, all of a sudden I feel this, like, thump, thump. Okay? And my heart is like, oh, my goodness. Like, I just killed my child. Like, (laughs) right? And Josie starts wailing, like, screaming. And I was like, okay. Like, so I get her up, and I'm like, okay, honey, like, where are you hurt? Let me you know, see it, blah, blah, blah. She shows me her finger, and it was, I believe, broken, to be honest with you. Um, She couldn't bend it. She couldn't, um, 
she was like screaming. And if any of you know Josie, like she's pretty tough. Like she's not just gonna like, she was inconsolable. Like, I mean, like I was holding her, hugging her, like, you know, and she was like not having it. And inside of myself, I'm like, oh my word, like our insurance has lapsed and there's no way we can go to the hospital right now because like we don't have the money to pay for that and like all the stuff. And I'm like going through this like in my head, right? And Josie is like, mom, just pray for it. <laughs> She's like, and I was like, okay, like, yeah, we're going to pray. So I'm like inside of myself, like I'm getting like saved and delivered all over again because I'm like, Lord, like, you know, I got to get my heart right, got to get out of, you know, fear into faith, like, you know, and so I'm like, this is all happening on the inside of me, right, and I grab hold of her hand, and I'm just like, okay, in the name of Jesus, I just speak to this hand, and I tell whatever is wrong with it in the name of Jesus to be healed, bones, you know, whatever, be healed, right, and I'm like, okay, how do you feel, honey, and she goes, it still hurts, and she's like, crying still I was like okay we'll call daddy <laughs> so like I called Josh and then I was like you know will you please pray for Josie like we're gonna agree together because the prayer of agreement will save the sick that's what the word tells us and so we prayed and Josh prayed and we got home to my parents and my dad looked at her finger and she could move it and it wasn't swollen anymore and she was fine right but I mean like it was like swollen black and blue she couldn't move it before um I believe that God healed her obviously we didn't have an x-ray so I don't know if it was actually broken but I mean I be I believe that it was and um but I could have talked myself into going to the hospital real quick if I had let myself because I was panicking Josh is gone like, I'm going to take all three of my children to the hospital. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm panicking on the inside, right? And that's why this prayer is so important. Because in, the, in those instances in life, like a real-life situation, right, I have to know how to cast my care. I have to know how to be in faith, how to live my actual life in faith. And not just like, amen, like, I believe in faith, you know, no, but like in my life, like when my child is screaming and sobbing in Target and everybody's walking by staring, like, why did you let your child go into the car, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, and Josie's like crying, pray for it. And so we're in the middle of Target and I lay hands on her finger and I'm like praying out in authority in the middle of Target while everybody's walking by, you know, like in those moments, I have to know who my God is and who God is in me. Because it does me no good to read my Bible and not live what it says. If it doesn't change my life, if it doesn't change who I am, if then it doesn't do any good for me. And that's why God gave us the word, so that we could be reminded about what he said about us about what he said about our situations, about how to live our life in a way that is supernatural, right? So Matthew 13, 22 is where we're going to turn next. If I can find it. 
And it says, it says, um, making sure I'm in the right place. It says, and the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Worries, cares, anxiety, it chokes out the word. If I stand on the word of God, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, and I stand on the word of God, I will see it in my life. But worry, care, anxiety, fear chokes out the word. Something that God's been teaching me lately is that mm, I can't allow anything in my life to choke out the word. You know, that's like the enemy's number one game. Because if he can get you to not believe what this has to say, if he can get you to believe that what this word says is null and void, it doesn't matter, it's not going to change anything, then he has power, the power in your life. Because if I don't know how to stand on this word, I mean really stand on it, believe it, confess it, see it happen in my life, then then i've lost the i've lost i mean the word says that the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and what the lord has been speaking to me is that whom he may devour like who can he devour right if he's roaming around looking for someone to devour who can he devour and something the Lord spoke to me a, a long time ago was that whoever will let him is whom he can devour. But because as soon as I open my mouth, right, my sword, the sword of the spirit, my word, when that comes out of my mouth, he's done. Like gone, like decapitated, like gone, <laughs> right? But if the enemy can get me to not believe this word or to shut my mouth, then he can devour me because nobody told him not to. The word tells us that God gave dominion of the earth to man. Yes, God is more powerful than the devil. But we are the ones with the authority on the earth. And if we don't open our mouths and speak out the word of God, then the devil has free, free reign. I mean, because nobody's telling him not to. Sorry, this is like a little more heavy than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, in Isaiah 54, 13, you don't need to turn there, but if you want to write it down, you can. It says, great shall be the peace of my children, is what the scripture says. Um, in Philippians 4, 
just going to quote it to you. It says, um, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. Let's turn there. Just kidding. We're not going to quote it. Philippians 4, and I'm actually going to use my Bible. said I was going to quote it, and the Lord said, no, you should read it. <laughs> okay, Philippians 4. Starting in verse 6 is where we're going to start. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life, and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Praise him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. You know, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks um, scriptures in John that talk about um, that anything that I ask in Jesus' name because of my position and my authority through Jesus, God will do for me. And the reason I think that God wanted me to bring this out tonight is that um, is that Casting your care is the one thing that stands in the way of you seeing those things come to pass. Because if I pray in Jesus' name, but don't cast the care of what I'm praying for onto Jesus, it's not going to happen. And that's like really not great. You know, it's like... <laughs> Because it's really easy to fall into worry, and it's really easy to fall into fear. But what the Lord has been talking to me about in these scriptures is that, you know, when the word says, um, in the first scripture I read in First Peter, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that is due, and in due time he will exalt you, casting the whole of your care on him. The reason that people don't know how to cast their care is because, or they don't want to cast their care is because they don't trust God. They don't, they don't see his faithfulness in their past because of this and this and this that happened, right? And so because of that, they're like, well, if God didn't come through for me on that, then I can't trust him with this, you know? And 
And what I want to say to you tonight and what he was even saying to me when we were worshiping is that God is the promise keeper. And so if he makes a promise in his word, he will fulfill it. If we pray and believe according to what he told us to do in his word. That is sometimes a hard pill to swallow. When I, when I asked God, when I was pregnant with Josie, I prayed and I asked God to give me pain-free childbirth, okay? And that did not happen. <laughs> In fact, I nearly died, and it was a horrible, horrible experience. And when that was all over, okay, I was laying in the hospital bed, and they were giving me blood transfusions, and Josh was asleep, and Mom was asleep, and everybody else was gone, and I was sitting in the hospital bed alone, and I was angry, like really angry <laughs> at God. And I, like, I didn't actually yell at him because they were sleeping, but, I mean, I, I would have if they hadn't been in the room, probably. And I was like, God, like, I prayed and I believed and you didn't come through for me and I'm so angry at you, right? And I was mad, like, I mean, really mad. And so mad, in fact, that six months later, we had a uh, thing at the center where we were, like, praying and worshiping and stuff. And Josh was ministering to people and... Um, they were laughing in the spirit. And Josh came over to lay hands on me, and I told him to get away from me <laughs> because I was so mad. I was like, and I, like, the Lord said to me on the inside, like, you're not going to let me minister to you. And I said, no, I don't want anything from you. That's what I said on the inside. I was so mad. And the Lord, <laughs> I don't know why God's having me tell you this, but the Lord just like in that moment, like I realized how like far I had went in like my anger, right, with the Lord. And so that night I went home and I went upstairs. I, we were living in grandma's house at the time. And I went upstairs into my bedroom and I was nursing Josie. And I just said, Lord, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I don't want to be mad at you. I know that it's not your fault, right? Like, I know that in my head. <laughs> but in my heart, I'm just angry. And I don't know what to do with that. Like, I don't. And, like, you've never let me down before. So why then, right? That's, like, where I was. And the Lord actually gave me an actual vision <laughs> at the time. And I... He showed me a situation that happened when we were back at school, when someone was talking to me, and the seed of doubt, like, I accepted into my heart when they said something to me. And the Lord, um, he took me in the scripture to when Jesus um, was in the wilderness. And the devil comes, and he comes to him with scripture. And he says, you know, like, throw yourself down and the angels will surely catch you is what the scripture says. And then Jesus responds and he says, it is written, don't tempt the Lord your God. And then he says, well, if you're so hungry, God, then turn these stones into bread. The scripture says you can do that. And he says, man will not live by bread alone, but by every mouth that proceeds, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
right? And so the Lord just, like, started to say to me, like, when the devil comes to you with Scripture, because if he did it with Jesus, he's going to do it with you. I mean, the devil comes at you. He's the same. Like, I mean, he comes at you the same way he does in the Bible. When the devil comes to you with, with Scripture, you need to know what is also written, is what the, word said to, was what the Lord said to me. And so I got in my word, and I believed God, and I saw his faithfulness with Theo and with Josie. Oh, Emmy, sorry, with Emmy. Sorry, so many children. No, <laughs> um, but I saw his faithfulness with Theo and with Emmy. And I gave birth without pain. I mean, without fear, because that's who God is. Because he always comes through on his promises when we go after them the way the word tells us to. Oops. So what I want to say to you real quick, because, you know, I'm out of time and we haven't even prayed. But here's the thing. Um, so what the Lord said to me is the four-step plan to casting your care, okay, is what he said. And the first one is supplication. So the scripture in Philippians said, with prayer and supplication, make your request be known to God. And the word supplication means it's more than asking, but it's pouring your heart out toward to God. Right? So, like, it's like when I go to my friend and I, like, throw up all over them. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Basically. Right? And... I mean, everything that you're thinking, feeling, whatever, you pour it out on God. That's what supplication means. It's not pretty. And it doesn't look like faith. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. But what I want to tell you is that if you don't supplicate before the Lord and you do not pray the prayer of supplication and pour it out, all the worry, all the care, all of it, you know, the first scripture said, the whole of your care. If you don't pour all of that out onto the Lord, then you're going to keep it inside of you. And even when you ask, the care of that is still going to be on the inside of you. And so what the Lord said to me is that it doesn't need to look pretty. It doesn't need to look like faith-filled when I supplicate before him. The word supplication literally means pour it all out. So I supplicate, then I make my request, right? Because it said, make your request known to God. And then it says, thanksgiving. So after I have requested of the Lord, I don't have to ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. Because the word tells me that when I call out to the Lord, he heals me and will surely do what I have asked him to do. So then I just thank him. And I say, Lord, thank you that you heard my prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you are working behind the scenes on my behalf. Thank you, Lord, that even when I don't see it in the physical realm, I know that you are working on my behalf. And then the fourth step is the peace, right? After we go to this place where we, we are thankful, like we're thanking God that we know he's working, we don't have to worry anymore. We're just at peace. We're at peace and we don't have to care about it, right? Because God's caring for it. 
because he's caring for you and he's caring for me. So that is what the Lord spoke to me, and I hope that blessed you. And we're not going to pray because we have three minutes before Josh is supposed to preach. Sorry.